0: Welcome to the Mosh Pit, each and every Saturday night, 10 to 2, right after mandatory Metallica, right here on 96.7 KCAL Rocks, always streaming live at KCALFM.com. My very special guest tonight really needs no introduction. <laughs> you know him as the voice and legendary shredder of Megadeth, Mr. Dave Mustaine. Hey, Dave, what's going on?
1: I'm outdoors. We went to go see a movie, and uh, I thought it was 9 o'clock in the morning. I had no idea it was right now, so I actually uh, walked out of the movie to do this for you and for your listeners.
0: Oh, well, thank you very much. What movie were you yeah, seeing? Yeah, you're
1: welcome. I, mean, uh, I figure, you know, um, they're going to have another showing later on tonight. It was a day off for us, and even though we're pretty exhausted from not getting that day off back, from Baltimore, um, we're, we're, we're okay, and, and you, you deserve it, and so do the fans. What movie were you seeing? I was going to go see Repo Man.
0: That movie yeah. looks really good with Forrest Whitaker
1: no, it's the one with Jude Law and uh, they were uh, repossessing body parts or something. Right,
0: in the future.
1: Okay. Is is Forrest Whitaker in it? I think he is. I'm not sure. I just know the concept of it. I saw the trailer once and you know, the alternatives were Alice in Wonderland and, and stuff like that, so we, we said, nah, no, we'll yeah. go see this. It's
0: it's blood and guts, come on. Yeah, right up your alley. Uh- yeah appreciate you taking the time to uh, to leave the movie and, and call in tonight. We're blowing out a bunch of tickets for the Hollywood Palladium show coming up at the end of the month. the last yeah, day You of the know tour. that
1: show's completely sold out so your tickets are like gold. chicken gold tickets, absolutely. We're <laughs> filming that DVD for uh, our collection for Rest in Peace and, and uh, I was actually just looking at new directors today and, and so everyone that's going to be there is going to be participating in, in a, a classic uh, offering from us. The Rest in Peace record is a Record that was really revered by the fans for its uh, you know, musicality, but also its playing ability. And you know, I, when I wrote it, I had no idea this was going to happen. But it's you know, we just found out it was record of the decade for a new site, and we just watched and we actually beat out people that were my peers. You know, beating out uh, Maiden and and in the end beating out Metallica it was uh, quite a, a, a bittersweet victory. And just watching how you know perseverance and even though I was. I got a bad start you know with my reputation i'm I'm having a great finish, and, you know there's a lot of people that still think I'm that same dude, but when I got saved, I changed a lot so yeah, I hear a lot about you know your kind of stuff, but you know that was who I was and, and and people have made fun of me some of my own friends have made fun of me for becoming a Christian, but it's like dude, if anybody needed to, to you know find God and become a better person, it was me because I was not a really happy guy I mean I was happy with what I was doing, but you know I was i mad mad about, you know, just about anything that we encountered. If people were trying to scam us, I would get really defensive. And right now, we're having the best run of our life. Mike, I mean, I just, I, I wish that these these winners that are going to get your tickets could spend time with me. And unfortunately, we can't. But I'm going to make them feel comfortable, and we're going to hang out and just make them feel like they're part of the family.
0: I'm really glad that you guys brought back not only the entire Rest in Peace record, but all of the uh, stage sets and the, the bass drums with the biohazard symbols on it, it- It's really going to feel like 1990 again.
1: The drum skins um, actually were first uh, an idea that I had talked to Nick Menza about because we were trying to think of what symbols we all liked. And, you know, uh, David Ellison went with the fallout symbol, which is the triangles. And uh, Nick had the nuclear uh, symbol, which is the one you're talking about. And then all of the such stuff. We actually had a super fan of ours that works with us on our website, uh, a girl named Susie uh, Walker. and uh, she had purchased all that stuff as, you know, a collector. And, and when this opportunity came up, someone said why don't you get all the old stuff I said well I don't know where that's at Well we do and well, where's that it's here and I'm, no kidding and then it showed up and it's all in perfect condition and it's just as icing on the cake because you know we uh, are standing on stage and we're playing and, and it's, just, it's just clicking man and with David Ellison coming back into the fold it's gotten great with with uh, Sean Drober playing the drums he plays as good as Nick does and unfortunately for us it's fun uh, because you know there's not a lot of the The uh, past stuff that you know had uh, transpired between Nick and us that had had made our relationship tense you know Sean is a brand new talent he's a fantastic drummer and then Chris Bodrick can play anything that any of the previous guitar players have done note for note mind boggling I can't I can't understand how he figures it out. But, Mackie, I gotta tell you, this dude is by far one of the best guitar players I've ever seen. Now, he's shy. He's really, really, really shy. So, that might come off like he's a snob,
0: but he's not. Now, if I remember correctly, Chris Broderick was actually Sean Drover's suggestion, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Sean and his little brother, Glenn. And here's something cool, too, I don't think you know this, Mikey, is that on this particular lineup, the band that's uh, supporting us, our special guests in the middle, Testament, the uh, guitar player, Alex Stolnik is a jazz player, and, and he had a previous commitment when this thing fell through. So we made this tour come up out of thin air when Tom Mariah had to have his uh, medical procedure. And in, in Testament agreeing to do this, they had to pick up a, a temporary guitar. Player, well, guess who they've got? It's Sean's little brother, Glenn, who just got done playing with us. Right, it's, right. It's really bizarre because we got Glenn here, we got, you know, we got our band, and, and uh, it's, just, it's just like a class reunion. It's really neat.
0: If we could jump in into DeLorean for a second and go back in time and go back to 1990 when you guys recorded Rust in Peace, it, to me, it seemed like a very important album. It was the first time that the lineup had kind of solidified from that point moving forward with the inclusion of. Marty Friedman in the band
1: yeah the, the irony of all of this is that you know as much as people really fell in love with Marty he came in as an afterthought he had the whole record written before he even came in <laughs> we demoed it up at the EMI studios we'd even had Chris Poland come in and play a bunch of solos on those songs which is why they're included on the master tapes uh, when we did the remasters. We you know had uh, these extra songs that we put on there, and you can see where Marty got a lot of his inspiration because Chris was really a wonderful talent. You know, it was a little difficult to play with because of all of the stuff that we were doing at the time that really challenged our relationships. But, you know, I, I think that we're friends now, and, and it was cool to have him come back in and play on The System Has Failed, and it's kind of a way of completing the whole circle, you know.
0: As well as bringing back David Elf- yeah, that was really cool, you know, the way that that
1: went down, um, we had uh, something came up, we were going to do a uh, performance at the MAM show to support my endorsers, Marshall Amplifiers and Gene's uh, guitars, and then I said, nah, I think I'm going to change my mind, I was kind of like, you know, I wanted to, to surprise him, I wanted to go home and then come back and say, Surprise! You know what? I I, uh, I uh, really planned on doing this the whole time. I just want to let you know how much it meant to me, and I really, really wanted to surprise you. So, I mean, it worked. Everybody was stunned, and it was all of a sudden they got really, really crazy back there. But. On top of that craziness was the fact that my bass player at the time believed I was home. And uh, so we needed to find a bass player. And my guitar tech had gone over to David Ellison and said, Hey, David, would you uh, be interested? And I haven't talked to David about this yet, but we need a bass player to do this song. Would you be interested in playing this song? And Dave said, Man, you know what? I would love to do that. I told Dave I got his back. And since then, you know, we've had a lot of stuff that we've talked about. And it's it's gotten cooler and cooler and cooler with, you know, the that he's been saying and sharing about our relationship and where we're going you know when we started this we didn't know if it was going to be permanent we didn't we didn't know if it was going to be you know something we were going to do for just a little while or or uh, you know something that was going to be you know long term and uh, so we we agreed to take it one day at a time basically and then when you know David had uh, came and played for a little while he just realized, like we all did, that this is meant to be. And, you know, Dave's a really solid guy. He's got a lot lot of great things. So far, he's been able to give me some, I believe this or not, Dave's been able to give me some really, really great wisdom. The last eight years, he's just turned into a totally different guy. I mean, he's always been my ambassador. But I'm talking about maturity in a way that, it's beyond my comprehension because when we left last time we were both you know basically two young kids that just grew old next to each other and now you know getting to know him again i like man you have really turned into like, quite a man and, and um his bass playing i told him the other day i said you know what i don't know what you've been doing man but you're so much better than you were when we parted said, so you have been woodshedding for eight years, haven't you? And he kind of laughed and giggled a little bit because I think in the back of our minds when we're doing all that extra work trying to make ourselves better, we secretly want someone to notice and secretly want someone to say that, you know, we want you to uh, to like us and to see the effort that we made and to listen to how much better we've gotten. Man, he did. He really, really did.
0: It, this seems like the perfect record for him to come back with. I mean, there's a lot of, of heavy base on, you know, Five Magics, and Poison Was a Cure, obviously Don Patrol, so it seemed like the right time for him to come back. It yeah, it definitely with this-
1: was. It definitely, definitely was. Um, one of the other things, too, that, that uh, I um, we've been trying to keep a lid on, but um, I mean, we certainly haven't disclosed all the details about it, but we did a track already for um, a project, and it's, it's to date. It's it's the biggest project I've ever done a song on, and we've done soundtracks on movies. I was hired to do the title track for the Bill & Ted uh, bogus journey um the uh that movie was supposed to have been called go to hell so that's why we wrote that song go to hell you know i i never wanted to write a song that that was you know, that blatantly obvious, you know, it was, it was inspired by my godfather, Alice Cooper, because um, right. he's got that great song, Go to Hell, too. You know, and long story boring, um, you know, having all these guys come back now and, and being able to go back to all of these songs from our catalog in the past and, and having uh, David have that extra, that that extra just a to touch, because, you know, as great as James Lomenzo is and as, as great as James McDonough is, you know, it's it's just like running through the snow you can get really close to those original footsteps, but you're going to be a little bit off no matter how hard you try. Right. And these guys were, were, they're all champions at at playing bass. I don't play with slacks. And, uh, you know, these guys are, are, um, you know, none none of them have ever been slackers when it comes down to, you know, playing. But there's a difference in uh, David Ellison because, you know, he's cut from the same cloth I am. I met him when he was just a kid and uh, he grew up under my wing you know, I, I fought a guy for him that had uh, tried to assault him, and I took great pleasure in beating the hell out of him. And, and you know, I've always been there as a big brother for him.
0: Now that you're celebrating Rust in Peace, Dave, and doing the 20th anniversary, I don't want to get too far ahead here, but any chance of maybe doing a Countdown to Extinction tour in a couple years?
1: Uh, (laughs) Well, if those guys have their way, we would be doing an anniversary tour every year for every record. I told them, I said, you know what, we can't do this. Right now, this is totally taking the wind out of the South Endgame, which is one of our best records in years and years and years. Definitely. You know, the the record company has completely pulled off promoting it. Uh, We've got a new single out right now and nobody really knows about it you know, you've got a new video that's coming out and nobody really knows about it everybody's talking about the rest peace thing and, and you know that's great and and i'm really stoked that we have this kind of attention and popularity because it means the world to me right now but the, the other thing too it's like you know we have to make a sacrifice and, and um yeah, you know, unfortunately, it was something that I, I uh, did not want to sacrifice. We go out and do the reunion, which is coming up for the thirty year anniversary. For that, I guess and the twenty fifth just went by, and you know we could do the thirtieth of killings coming soon, and, and you know the twentieth is going to be coming up for countdown in, in two years, like you say. And I mean we've got all these great opportunities in a very smart mouth way. No, I got problems in areas that most people don't even have areas.
0: <laughs> so the, I guess the American Carnage Tour, which we'll get to see again at the end of summer, that's going to be more about the end game and touring for end game.
1: Yes, that will, but, uh, you know, that's not until August. Right. And then the whole thing, the, the other thing, too, is that you know, we've had to deal with people all around uh, the world saying, rest Lester peace here, yeah. and it's like, no, it's a one-month tour. You know, it was just for this particular part of the tour, it, it was for this, this leg, you know, the anniversary was... One day, actually. Right. You know, us agreeing to do it for the whole month is, you know, it's a little considerably more than, you know,
0: what we set out to do. <laughs> well, I guess if you don't get to check out the tour, you get to check out the DVD whenever that comes out.
1: One thing that the DVD is not going to be able to give us is, is that, that electricity that you get when you're there, and that's why I encourage all of the listeners to be paying close attention to your show, so when they get a chance to get those tickets, they can come and be part of this historical opportunity and to, to hear this record. You know, the only other thing that's coming close to this as far as coolness or, or intensity as far as, like, knowing, you know, uh, you're going to be partaking in, in something that is special It's like in the American Carnage thing and, and the States. Are, and, and, of course, there's the big four... Uh, next summer. Which is going to be the Woodstock of our generation?
0: Yeah, that would be great if that eventually could happen uh, stateside as well. But
1: well, I think if enough people let uh, all the parties involved know what's going on, you know, I would do it. It just has to be under the right circumstances. You know, I always wanted this thing to happen, but, but not at the expense of you know the Megadeth fans and and all of the stuff that we've worked on. Like I said before, you know, we've been working for a long time to do stuff, and you know, we got into a really great place right now, and and um, you know, I'm. I'm thinking Doing fine. I'm happy. Uh, I, I certainly don't want to do something that's going to make me unhappy because I think it'll it'll come out in the performances and um, it'll come out in, in other areas like you know just the interviews and stuff. And so pretty sure you can tell I'm I'm pretty happy right now. I'm probably the most content I've been in my entire career. Yeah, definitely. I got, I got my best friend back. We're playing. We're playing really well. I'm playing with what I believe is the best guitar player I've ever played with. Sean Dover is uh, one of my best friends. And, and uh, everything's just clicking. Just clicking on light, man. It's just, just, everything is just perfect.
0: The happiness is definitely shining through. You know, one thing I wanted to bring up, but not too much, because I don't want to take listeners away from my show, is Megadeth Radio, which seems to be a real labor of love for you. It's really coming through how much you enjoy doing it. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, that's cool, too. And and we've been um, trying to do some interviews with some of the other bands that are out here right now, too. And, and, you know... (laughs) All kidding aside, I'm not going to take anybody away from, you. you're so much more of a professional than I am. Uh, I'm just yeah, right. <laughs> having, you know, basically people listening to my iPod and, and the other band members that are in here, you know, we, we get a chance to listen to the music that we like and love. Now, the whole premise of it is, it's a little different from your show because we have music that we like, music that inspired us, and then something that you don't have to do, <laughs> which... <clears throat> Unfortunately for you, you don't have to do this. Is playing zingers, which is they wanted. They said, "Can you please pick some of the crazy songs that you like that people would never expect to hear from you?" And I said, "You well, know, yeah, sure." So you know, I put stuff in there like like Crowded House and and um, you know, B, B King and, and uh, you know some of the old blues players and and you know stuff that most people would say like, "What's that there for?" Chuck you Beary, know that's, it's that's just that. the singers and stuff and and I can certainly learn a lot from you guys and and you know although I don't have that radio voice i certainly have tons of stories to tell. So I'm really honored that you even took the time to let me speak on your show. And then, you know, with the listeners telling me what's going on, you know, I'm, like I said, trying to be more professional like you guys. just You know, we, we hear somebody that doesn't like something enough, you know, we're going to make an adjustment. Now, if they just say, oh, that song sucks, it's like, okay, that's fine. But if a whole bunch of people say, you know, why is that song on there? One time there was a blooper that had happened. We had a Keith Sweat song that had gotten put on the <laughs> air. And... I can't even tell you how many emails came through. Like within the first two hours, I think, there's 15 people going, what the F? (laughs) You know, and I'm like, well, who's Chuck Sweater, whatever his name is. (laughs) Keith Sweat? Yeah, Keith Sweat. So, anyway, that was his name. So anyways, I'm gonna run in and watch people blow each other up now. So if you don't mind, I'm gonna excuse myself. Thank you so much for uh, talking to me, and, and uh, we will be there to to kick some some ass. And like I said, we'll take great care of your winners. And and uh, I'd love to have a beer with you after the show if you're uh, gonna be able to come down.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'll be the, I'll be
1: around, Dave, for sure. And if not, you know, if you're a coffee guy, we can do that too. We've got some pretty good coffee.
0: Yeah, no, I had the Dave Mustaine coffee at home. You know what? That's actually being discontinued. Um, yeah. Delicious
1: for a li- just for a little while for charity, and it served its purpose, so we're going to move on with that. Well, I'm still going to be very, very much involved in charity because I know that, you know, this is all a gift. But, uh, yeah, enjoy it while you can because it's over.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm savoring that bag. I don't think I'm ever going to brew it. I think I'm just going to hang on to it. All right. All right, well, thank you, Dave, for your time. You got a brother.